The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus saw a tax collector named Levi sitting at the customs post. He said to him, follow me. And leaving everything behind, he got up and followed him. Then Levi gave a great banquet for him in his house, and a large crowd of tax collectors and others were at table with them. The Pharisees and their scribes complained to his disciples, saying, Why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? Jesus said to them in reply, Those who are healthy do not need a physician, but the sick do. I have not come to call the righteous to repentance, but sinners. The Gospel of the Lord. Yeah, it's, this is a great little gospel, right, for us in the at the beginning of Lent here. I think it um, it it helps orient uh, our you know our penances, our disciplines, uh, the uh, the whole the whole journey of time that we have here. These these rich uh, forty days uh, in this. What? Why are we doing what we're doing, right? Why? Why is it that we're we're taking this journey, right? Why is it that we're? I mean, look, the people around us would be right to call us ridiculous and crazy and the rest. I mean, we've only had a few days of the thing, right? But already we've been walking around with dirt on our foreheads and you know, <laughs> you know, looking looking kind of miserable. No, we're not looking miserable, right? Because we're because uh, Jesus has told us to to anoint our heads, right? To wash our face so that we don't appear to be fasting. So we're not giving off the appearance that we're fasting, at least. Yeah? So um, you, you're doing that very well, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, are we fasting? Yeah, okay. No, so, um, no we're not. Right? We, we, are, we are fasting. We're committed, we're committed to these works. But even that, right, there, there, is, there, sh- there ought to be no understanding in the world for fasting. Right? I understand, yeah, okay, the, um, the physical benefits, the, the health benefits of, of fasting and, and everybody's you know, getting hyped up on intermittent fasting and, and this, that, and the other, and things like water diets and, and whatever. So people are more extreme than we are, you know, in the thing once they're committed to the purpose. But that's the whole point then, right, is to say, what is the purpose? Because we don't want to engage in the activities and not even shoot at the target, you know, not, or shoot, even, not even shoot at a target, or perhaps the target is... You know, the target so often for us, right, if, if we let go of the idea that, you know, we live so as to glorify God. We live so as to serve Him yeah, if we, and, and bring flourishing to His creation, right? If, if, we, if we let those things go, then everything just devolves on self-interest and self-concern and just straight-up selfishness, right? So that's where we're, we're going to go if we don't find ourselves shooting at the particular target, and that, that's where we'll go, even in the works of prayer, believe it or not, prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, if we're not shooting at the target of glorifying God and then bringing flourishing, healing, hope, strength, life, light to the corner of creation that he's entrusting to our care. So this is, this is man as the, the outward-looking animal. Right? We're looking outward towards God. We're looking outward towards that part of creation that, that he's entrusting to our care. And we have something to do there. It's one of the reasons why Lent is an active season. It, it's why we, t- we have to take on disciplines. We have to do these things in, in practical deeds because we're, we are embodied spirits, right? We, we are 
uh, we are, uh, say, created to, as, the, as the hinge of heaven and earth to be doing the things that bring earth to heaven and the things that bring heaven to earth. And we're doing, you know, the chief thing here this morning that brings earth to heaven, right? We're offering ourselves through and with and in Christ Jesus to his Father, right? We're, we're being caught up in his offering, in his perfect self-giving to the Father so that we can give ourselves to him, right? So we're doing the, this. Is the, we're material beings, okay? And, and here we find ourselves caught up in the life of heaven. We're giving ourselves over to the life of heaven, right? We're bringing earth to heaven, right? This is the exercise of our priesthood. This is what prayer is. And then from here, we have to bring this, right? Our exchange, you know, the dialogue that we have with heaven, we have to bring that to bear in the world. And we have to do that in every practical way. So again, yeah, prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. We're doing it, but here we see why we're doing it, right? So one is Jesus walking by the customs post, seeing the most despicable man in town and saying what to him? Get out of my sight, you know, you're a dirty man, collaborator with the enemy, and, and you're ripping everybody off, right? You're taking more than you need to take and all that. No, follow me. Follow me. That's a massive turnaround, and we, we have access to this, right? We, we're going we're gonna to recite this or proclaim this because we need to hear this because Jesus is calling us. Right? And, so, and we're, we might uh, otherwise wallow in, I don't, I don't know, whether it's our vain pursuits or it's, it's the pleasures that catch us up, like thorns right, that, that catch us up, or, or anxieties of the world, as Jesus says, that, that choke the life of God out, out of us. You know, we, we have to f- hear the voice of Jesus saying, follow me, and then we see him and we follow him. Right? So we see him, we say, Jesus is the embodiment of self-giving love, right? Jesus is the embodiment of the eternal exchange of glorifying love that God is, right? Jesus is the son of the father, whole and entire. That's his entire identity. And he's going to live that way all the way to the death, right? And there's nothing that's, that's going to stop him. So we see him and we follow him. We follow him in, a, in our identity as sons in the son. We are sons of God. We're, we're sons of, of our Heavenly Father, right? and, our, and our Father loves us so, and we ought, not, we ought not, say, doubt it or deny it. And this is one of the challenges of the Lenten season, right, is to say, you know, I'm, I'm kind of ridding myself of, of the excess of the thing, right? I'm fasting. I'm, I'm carrying a lot of stuff around in my regular life that I don't really need to be carrying around. I'm going to fast, right? I'm going to shed that stuff. Yeah, and, I'm, and because I'm going to give up, say, what are otherwise, say, legitimate pleasures or comforts or whatever they may be, I'm, I'm also much more inclined and much more prepared to give up the illegitimate ones, right? So let me move on from that. And I'll say that some of the illegitimate comforts are things that are just going on inside of our head, like all the, all the negative ruminations that are going on inside of our heads. They're sinful. <laughs> They're... <laughs> Are they sinful? They may, I'm revealing it to you now. So now they're becoming sinful because you're, you're going to realize how sinful they are, right? We've got these things going on inside of our heads that we get something out of. So we think, okay, I'm, I'm victim to my negative thoughts. Okay, 
This is very delicate stuff, right? But I'm a victim to my negative thoughts. Are we? We are, but also we have some responsibility in the thoughts that we cultivate. And we cultivate thoughts and thought processes because we get something out of them, okay? I'm saying this as someone who was probably clinically depressed for about 20 years, okay? I had some responsibility in the formation of the way that I thought about things. And it took me a long time to, to actually grasp that and start changing the way that I was thinking. We think, because it's all just woe is me, right? It's all just, I don't know, I can't. This is, this is a difficult thing. And My challenge, right, that I issued on, on Ash Wednesday still is, is still in effect, you know? A whole four days after whatever it is, like, I don't know whether, you, whether or not you heard it or whether or not you've remembered it, but it's to say, we have to do the most generous thing at all times. We have to do the most generous thing. This is the challenge for Lent, to do the most generous thing, reflecting the radical generosity of God. We have to do the most generous thing in thought and word and action, right? So we, we, have to, we want to become the most generous people the world has ever seen. We can't we can do it because we have the life of Jesus, right? His breath being breathed into us so that we can go that way with him. This, this is the most radically generous life the world has ever seen. And we are, to, we are to reflect that. We see it in the passage, right? Okay, so Levi is a, is a nobody, right? Just like us. He's, a, he's an absolute nobody, a ne'er-do-well, okay? Just like us. And Jesus says, follow me. He doesn't say, I'm not good enough to follow you, right? It's surprising on, on, in every aspect, except that's the power of the call of Christ Jesus. And so Levi has to be generous also in following Jesus, and not, not simply in leaving everything behind, but being willing to entrust himself to Jesus and allow Jesus' read to overcome his own. Right? Because he doesn't have any merits. And because, we, because we're you know, just like, they're merit, everyone's a merit-based society, right? It's like, uh, I can't do the thing. No, he can do the thing. And more than that, you see, you see what it looks like when he starts doing the thing. Right? When he starts following Jesus. Then Levi gave a great banquet for him in his house. And a large crowd of down-and-outs and ne'er-do-wells and people nobody else wanted to spend time with were there. That's it, perfect. He's doing exactly the thing that he needs to do. And, and it's, it's these folks, right? And this is why I say, you know, thank God, right? This is us as well, right? The ne'er-do-wells and the whatever. Because this is who Jesus came to call. And when he, he's got this kind of, you know, sly look in his eye, right, Jesus, when he's saying, you know, those who are healthy do not need a physician, but the sick do. I've, I've not come to call the righteous, you know, but sinners to repentance. It's like, I've not come, I've not come to call the self-righteous, but the sinners to repentance. Yeah, so it's like, okay, well, we, we, we don't need this. We don't need this. We don't need the, need the call. Okay, then you won't receive the call. Right? Do, or do we need the call? Are we in desperate need of the call? Right? Do, we, do we recognize our need for, for renewal, for healing? for hope, for strength, for life, right? That we don't have of our, of our own, our own um, prowess, right? It, yeah, we need it. We need it from Jesus. We need it just to take the next step. We need it just to overcome ourselves. Yeah, but we certainly need it, again, in that truly human vocation that Jesus lives out and he calls us to live out of glorifying God with everything we've got and bringing flourishing to the corner of creation that he's entrusting to our care. We, get, we only get that by following Jesus, and so this is the cascading yes of the season, right? It's like, we're going to say yes to Jesus. We're going to follow him. He intends to bring full human renewal to us, to our hearts and to our lives. 
And then, right, and then after these kind of primal commitments, we're saying in prayer with him, in collaboration with the one who is the king at the head of this renewal movement and who is affecting this renewal in me, I have to say, okay, Lord, what am I doing in the realms of prayer and fasting and almsgiving to give structure and support to this life of grace that you're calling me to live, right? How do I, how do I go your way, you know, in, in every practical way? Yeah, how, do, how do I do this in living deeds? Yeah, and he's there to, to reveal that to us and, uh, and to give us strength and to keep calling us even in the midst of our, you know, uncallability, right? Even in the midst of, of our unworthiness and our incapacity, he's still calling us. He's calling us, he's calling us, he's calling us. And it's ours then to respond with the alacrity of, of Levi and leaving everything behind, he got up and followed him. That's where we start. That's where we start. He's going to call us, follow me, and leaving everything behind, we get up and follow him and start living his life. Start living the life that, that he wants for us, the life that you know, he, he paid a, a serious price for, the life that he's, he's so intent to breathe into us now and bring to the flourishing of this full human life. Again, giving glory to God, bringing flourishing to that corner of creation that he's entrusting to our care.